Hi, and welcome to Connections, the Altice USA podcast. As a company, Altice helps people simply connect with the things that matter most to them. On this podcast, we'll look to connect our listeners to people and ideas at the leading edge of the media and technology worlds. It's as simple as that. I'm Doug Sertan, Senior Director of Corporate Communications here at Altice USA, and I'll be your host. For more information about this podcast or to share your comments, check us out online at alticeusa.com or on Twitter and Instagram. So, you know, traditionally, you go to a museum for visual arts, you go to Lincoln Center for Performing Arts, Terminal 5 for Pop. This is a place really that makes new work for all those kinds of artists and therefore serves all of those audiences. And there's not really been a place that brings all of that together. That's Alex Poots, the Artistic Director and CEO of The Shed, New York City's newest cultural and performing arts destination. At home on the west side of Manhattan in Hudson Yards, The Shed is a marvel, both in terms of its physical space and its progressive mission to bring original art and pop culture in all forms to the masses. Altice USA recently announced a partnership with The Shed, built on our common interest in helping connect people to inspiring ideas and entertainment they love through innovation and technology. So what can people expect when they visit The Shed? How will tech continue to impact arts and culture for generations young and old? What's the 411 on Hudson Yards? Let's find out. Alex, tell me a little bit about The Shed. What's the backstory and how does it plan to stand out here in the city that's home to some of the most well-known cultural institutions in the world? Good question. Um, You know, this started like 12 years ago. Um, There was a new neighborhood being developed called Hudson Yards and the, the authorities, the mayor here in New York, decided that for that to take place, for that to happen, there would need to be a cultural institution created on city land that was independent and that was for the people. Um, And that was the opportunity. That was a golden opportunity. And and the idea we had was, well, could this be um, a place that produces, that makes new work across the performing arts, the visual arts and pop? So, you know, traditionally you go to a museum for visual arts, you go to you know, Lincoln Center for Performing Arts, Terminal 5 for Pop. This is a place really that makes new work for all those kinds of artists and therefore serves all of those audiences. And there's not really been a place that brings all of that together. That is quite a brief from the, the city of New York. When, when you first heard about it, what, what were your initial thoughts? Well, they actually also said, you know, we want to keep New York on the cutting edge and it needs to be unlike anything else. So I remember saying, Wow, that's that's quite an ask. But it was also an incredible opportunity because on the one hand, they were super specific about the kind of thing they wanted and what they didn't want, but they hadn't taken the next step, which is to say what it would be, which is brilliant because you don't really want a civic leadership coming up with the artistic mission of an organization. Sure. And they were smart enough to let others from the field think about that. Interesting. And I think one of the things that stands out for a lot of people, certainly for me, um, at the onset of understanding and certainly seeing the facility is the um, is the architecture. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the uh, remarkableness of of the actual building? Uh, I think even it's fair to say by New York standards, it, it, it will stand out amongst the architecture and, and the skyline, if you will. Um, where does the form and the function come together for for what the shed is building? You know, normally you start with a mission um, and then you build 
something for it. We, we were very fortunate because in uh, Dan Doctor of our chairman um, picked two brilliant architects. Um, our lead architect is Liz Diller and she, her collaborator is David Rockwell. And they, well before I ever um, was even thought about um, as, as a potential leader for the shed, they recognized that um, there was not a place in New York that really could cover a lot of ground across disciplines, you know, across performing arts, pop, visual arts. So by the time um, I was hired, they had already come up with a building that could do pretty much everything. And when I saw that building, I realized that the mission I'd always wanted to realize was possible there. And really they had created something that could serve performing arts, visual arts, and pop, both artists from those areas and their audiences. And that I had not seen before. And why not? Why, why has that been such a challenge for the cultural world, for New York City? That, no one's asked me that before. I, that's a great question. I, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, maybe it's to do with um, you create centers of excellence. Um, and, and, and also you need centers of excellence. So now that they are really well established, maybe the next, a next small step is to see, well, how is there a place that, that can coexist with centers of excellence, which you need, but also be a place where there's more um, ability to collaborate between different disciplines. You touched upon it a little bit, but accessibility to culture and to the arts is really at the core of the organization's mission. Can you talk a little bit more about how the Shed is planning to to bring that vision to life? Yeah, you know, someone asked me the other day, they said, you know, in your old job, you used to talk a lot about performing arts and visual arts, and then you would add in a lot of artists from the pop world, but you never talked about it. And I said, I hadn't been aware of it, but this time around, I've been much, I felt much more able to say very happily, performing arts, visual arts, pop, they're all equal. And I've always believed that. Um, I think when you have the opportunity to create a home that can be year round, um, you know, before I ran a festival, but here it's a, like a year round home of new work. I think you have the time to um, really explore all of those areas and and inhabit them. And I think the, the fact that say a show like our Dragon Spring Phoenix Rise show, which is our big family show in the summer, it's a kind of a futuristic Kung Fu musical. The fact that we have one of the great choreographers, Akram Khan, okay? Um, we have Sia, one of the best songwriters in the world. We have Yen Wu Ping as our martial arts advisor. We have the writers of, of Kung Fu Panda, Jonathan Abel and Glenn Berger. And they're all, the, the kind of the overlord of the whole piece is, is Chen Shizheng, the great Chinese director who conceived this idea and whose talents have really um, galvanized us certainly and, 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 and that creative team. I mean, he's generous enough to allow all those best in class artists to work alongside him. Um, you know, that, that there's a place that can bring that range of work and that range of artists and therefore that range of audiences into literally one show. Um, 
I think that goes to the heart of some of the things we're trying to achieve. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about, particularly not just with your experience at the shed so far, but in your past, you know, art and performance on this scale can sometimes be intimidating. Um, you mentioned, you know, futuristic kung fu musical. I think you've certainly hit the the right note with my six year old. But how are you thinking about creating an inviting environment for younger generations and, and people maybe who have not been exposed? I think you answered the question. We just hit a chord with your six year old. What else do you have? <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy that your six year old already might think the sheds for him or her. Um, you know, we haven't even opened yet. So I am so reassured by what you just said. Um, no, I mean, I think you've actually, that show answers your question. Um, and it's interesting, you have reduced what we do to art and performance. We actually really clear, we're about visual art, performance and pop. So if, if the filters with which we see the world already invite more than half the public, more than half the city, and if we can get the right kinds of artists across those areas of work, across those fields of art, um, then hopefully there's something in our program every year that, that most people will identify with. It's not to say they'll come, but it's the first step to coming. And I think that's the biggest hurdle. Is this place for you? you know, is there something there that you know, pricks your interest, that raises your eyebrow and makes you think, oh, that sounds, you know, maybe I'll check that out one day. And I think that's, once that starts to happen, you know, kind of the, it's like the heart starts to beat. <laughs> if we dig a bit deeper into how we're doing this work, um, there's, there's um, we always make sure that in, in across the artists that we're commissioning and presenting, that there's a healthy number of early career artists really established artists that are very recognizable. And we work with artists from different communities. So this idea that there's different slipstreams into the shed, but when they're in the shed, they're all treated equally and they're presented equally shoulder to shoulder. And that, that, that is something I'm passionate about. And I think if you can get that right, um, then our ambitions of being for everyone have some chance. I love that. Pivoting a little bit, um, a few months ago, Altice announced a partnership with The Shed, um, which I think is interesting because I, I think we have a shared interest and, and mission to provide access to entertainment and, and information um, that inspires. Um, and I think that probably made it a, a very easy decision for our entities to collaborate. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about the relationship and how it came together? Um, and maybe what the shed is looking to gain from having a partner in, in Altice? You know, the, the synergy between what we were trying to do was evident from within five minutes of meeting the Altice leadership. This idea of, you know, quality for everyone. Uh, the idea of, of, you know, being at the forefront of, of, of invention. And, and in Altice, it's about technology and entertainment and connectivity. <clears throat> um, and there were so many touch points that were the same for us within our field. There was this huge overlap in terms of our ambitions, in terms of what we were, who we were, who we were for. Um, the kind of the wide open-armed embrace that the Shed has, we, we recognized that and felt it. 
um, in the way Altice were approaching this new continent. Um, and um, because, you know, they obviously started in Europe and they've now um, entered um, this world, um, this part of the world. Um, so we felt, you know, we take our partnerships extremely seriously. If you don't have a common ground, I found in my experience, if you don't start on a common ground, the relationship just rips itself apart in time with the best of intentions. And as you rightly said, actually the decision was, I think in our second meeting with your leadership, they said, and we said yes, and then it was just about how. So I say that again, they said yes, and then it was just about how. And actually the how took a few, a few, a few months because it just needed to be done really, really well. But everyone knew from day one that this was gonna be a great partnership. And part of that partnership uh, includes us installing our state-of-the-art fiber network throughout the shed, which will provide um, a highly connected ex experience for both visitors and performers. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the way that you and, and the rest of the shed see technology and connectivity Maybe, maybe influencing both the experience for visitors, but potentially also the performers as well. You know, what made me, what made my heart leap with joy when we met Altice was that one of the things that I was struggling with um, in terms of, as we were conceiving what the shed would be and what it would do, one of the things I was struggling with was, was you know, we commission work. Now that word, Sure, you know, a lot of people don't even know what commission is. So commissioning is about you, you meet an artist and you, they have an idea and commissioning their idea means that you help them produce, curate, develop their idea to the point of it being ready for the public. Whether it's a, a show or a concert or an exhibition or a theater piece or whatever it is. Um, it, it's from you know, farm to table in a way, to use the food analogy. And one of the things that I was sharing with, with, with your leadership at Altice was, you know, I'd love to open up the process of making work to the public, not, not just because it's interesting, but because actually it's, it's, it, it, it shows what actually goes into making a piece. It just doesn't come ready baked on the shelves. And, it, and it, it's also fascinating. And the idea that through our our social media through something we call shed time. We could invite our audience on the journey in the weeks and months leading up to opening night. Um, that connectivity, Altice were gonna be able to provide us with all of that. Um, and in fact, you know, the so, so when we say connected by Altice, it's not just this kind of marketing slogan, it actually goes to the core of what the relationship is about. Our opening night, for example, another example, um, our opening night is a live broadcast to the world of our Soundtrack of America premiere, which is this amazing concert series um, conceived by Steve McQueen with Quincy Jones and a whole group of, of producers and academics to celebrate what is probably the most influential art form of the last hundred years, which is African-American music. There's been no art form that has had more reach globally than African-American music. And yet, you know, I think the first African-American music museum, museum dedicated to that music opens later this year. You know, any other art form has, you know, temples 
dedicated to it, scattered around the world. So um, it's interesting that that has taken till now to to really be um, celebrated in, 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 a, in an institution. And, and it opens later this year in Nashville, Tennessee, and we wish them every success. The idea of bringing people together to understand and be part of the process, I think, is really fascinating, particularly as we talk about um, exposing what the Shed has to offer at the largest level to the widest population. In terms of the performers and the artists, tech infusing their process and their outputs. I mean, do you see that? I mean, everything in this world is becoming more infused with technology. Do you do you see that? Are we in the infancy of, of the types of creators that, that an organization like yours would work for are starting to embrace how technology can, can influence and be part of the end product? Um, where, where do you see that going as a trend? You know, one of our artists is Bjork and she, when we first met, she said, I want, I think the word she used was, I want this new stage show to be where music and technology shake hands. Interesting. I thought it was a lovely way to put it. And she saw it as this kind of communion between music, live music and technology. Um, there, you know, artists always, uh, the most progressive and pioneering artists are always working with the tools that are around them. And, uh, you know, isn't it I mean, interesting that um, I knew a lot of scriptwriters who were, you know, the format of the 90 minute film or the two hour film felt liberated when technology created this new platform, which, you know, in the form of long durational TV series, which I'm sure Altice knows a thing or two about mm -hmm. and has become probably the most vibrant new platform and format for arts and entertainment. You know, some of those amazing um, TV series. So, you know, when I first um, came across this new format, it was probably a little late, but with Breaking Bad, when that first came out, it was just the ability to tell stories in that way, where you could really dig into the, the narrative and the story and you weren't constrained by the two hour film format. You know, technology enabled that. And, and actually you talk, because I did, you talk to the people who, who pioneered that platform. They didn't know, they weren't pioneering it for that. They, they were pioneering it because they could. It was possible to do it. And then the artists saw this, these tools and made something with them. And so, you know, there's always been this um, conversation between artists and the science and technologies of the day. Film's another one. Um, you know, if you, I always think of great architects as artists. The, 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 the developments in technology hundreds of years ago. It's, 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 this isn't a new thing. It's been going on since, you know, man picked up a stone and had a leap of consciousness and saw, um, could see a tool that, you know, a sharp tool that could cut um, wood and, and build things with and make art or make houses. You know, this idea of imagining something that wasn't there before. And I think for me, different than an artist discovering you know, a different tool or a different medium. When you talk about technology and connectivity, now you're saying not only is the output put on a wall in a museum, but you can really take that output and broadcast it, as I know you're, you said you're already doing, to the masses. So it isn't just about a destination, is it about, it is about 
again, bringing people in, not just on a local level, but on a global level. And, you know, we would like, I think the shed has not just the responsibility to, to bring people to the shed, but, you know, we, for the first three years while we were um, building, we went out to communities and did education workshops through our Flex Dance program and our Disobey spoken word rap program. Um, and that only, that has to grow, that once we're open, you know, it's a two-way discussion. So people come to us, but things are going out to them. And the way, one big way you can do that is through technology. So I'd also like to say both to Altice and our audiences, you know, this first year is only the start. And as we get to grips with our relationship with Altice, our building, you know, we, we still, we're barely just about getting in there now and we open in two and a half weeks, you know, so we need to get to terms and to grips with how it works and how the shows function there. But once, you know, I'd say by the autumn, we're really going to have a good idea of how we can build and grow on what we've already done with Altice. You started uh, the conversation talking about kind of the vision for Hudson Yards. Um, in recent weeks, for anybody who's listening and isn't intimately um, in the know, Hudson Yards is a relatively emerging part of the West Side here in Manhattan. Um, tell us a little bit about being part of that neighborhood. Again, it's gotten a lot of buzz for all sorts of um, new new architecture and, and new entities moving over there. Um, what 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 should people know about Hudson Yards and kind of how you guys fit in? You know, we're very fortunate. We're at the intersection of the High Line and Hudson Yards. You know, we kind of have it all because we're on city land, so we're totally independent and we're not for profit. You know, so our job is to serve New York and New York's guests. Um, that said, we're right on, on the border and part of this new community who have been incredibly generous to the shed. You know, our chairman, Dan Doktorov, has done an incredible job to demonstrate through his leadership why it's very important for our neighbors to invest in, in the local cultural facility. And so many of our neighbors on Hudson Yards have been incredibly generous and believers in what we do. So in a way, there's this kind of ecology that helps us survive through the, the neighborhoods that we we touch and we are neighbors with. What are, you talked a little bit about it's early days, not being in the building, kind of almost don't even know to some extent maybe what you have to work with. What are, what are kind of the short-term and long-term goals for you for the shed? Um, you know, the short-term goal is to establish our mission and our identity as broadly as possible. That, you know, we're here, we're a place that makes and presents new work across all forms of art, performance, pop. And therefore, we believe we're for the widest range of audiences. You know, we, we'd like, the aim is to be for everyone. And, um, and if we can communicate that initially, that this is a new type of center that is, has its arms wide open. And really there's, you know, by the first, second, third years, we should have done a number of things that most people feel is something that they might go to. I mean, we're not going to pretend that we're going to get there immediately, but that's a short-term goal. And I'd say the long-term goal 
is that that actually happens and that people feel that the shed is not this kind of alien thing um, that's not for them, but that it's a place that uh, that periodically they've gone, oh, I'd really want to go and see that, or that's an interesting thing they're doing. I don't have time today to go, but I get it. It's it's something that I care about. What are you most excited about? Getting that right. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, you know, because deep down, I mean, I'll, I'll personalize it. You know, one of the art forms that is both one of the most powerful and, and, and potent, and yet one of the most um, distant to many people is opera, okay? And, and I get why, you know, I came to opera and I was a music student, I came to it in my 20s, you know. But my son, age seven, two days ago, I, my wife and I were, were, you know, and you know what kids are like, they're in their head in the clouds, which is actually where they should be a lot of the time because it's they're dreaming. But um, he had his head in the clouds, we thought, and we kept asking him the same question. And then I said to him, what are you doing? He said, I'm listening to this music. And we had zoned out, there was the radio on and it had opera. He said, I don't know how they do that with their voices. And I was just fascinated at that, that he was kind of open to hearing those sounds. He hadn't developed, you know, either a resistance to it. He was just curious. So I'm taking him to the opera next Saturday. Not not this coming Saturday, next Saturday. And um, I'm gonna see what he thinks, but it's it's four and a half hours, so we'll see how long he lasts. Bring some snacks. But yeah, but you know, that, that, and you know, I think, I think it's really dangerous to think that everyone's the same. You know, this horse is for courses. And if the shed can, because of this incredible combination of flexible architecture and a very broad ranging mission of making work for the widest range of people with artists from all walks of life. If we can do that and, and the shed can become a place that people feel they can come to experience something that's high quality, but open armed and wide open for them. It doesn't feel out of reach, but, but it, you know, it, it expands their minds, you know, because that's what culture does. It makes you think more deeply, I think, and more widely and, and can create empathy for other people. And because you start to hear stories, other people's stories that make you realize, put you in their position and you start, to, it kind of opens you up a bit. And if, and you know, in the arts, I would say also ask questions rather than give you answers. Um, so if we can, develop that and and keep it really wide open for everyone that that's for me the holy grail this has been great um everyone can find out more uh, about the shed and its programming in the short term and the rest of this year on its website and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us thank you very much good questions